Well, welcome back to NBS Cast. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm Raquel. And today we get to talk to Megan Fangmeyer, who is a product manager. Last week we spoke to Zane Peterson, who is a product owner. Now we get to learn the difference between a product owner and a product manager. So say hello, Megan. Hello. So if you could please introduce yourself, you can say your name again. We've already said it a couple times. We do this every time on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But if you could also tell us how long you have been with NBS and your current position, that would be great. My name is Megan Fangmeyer. I am the product manager for our financial aid platform. And I've been with NBS for over 10 years now. And then I've been in the product manager role for one year. And I was a product owner before that for four years and kind of morphed as we adjusted the product alignment in our company to product manager just over a year ago. So a product manager, what does that mean? Primarily, I'm in charge of researching problems that our customers and our teams are having and figuring out how we can solve them and how we can innovate our product more focused on the next one to three years. So a little bit further out than a product owner is normally working more with the the immediate. So I'm looking further out and then would work with the product owner on upcoming things and what our direction is. I also work to support and communicate to all of our internal teams to make sure that the product's meeting their goals as well. So you say you do research to find out the direction that our products need to go in. Mm -hmm. What does that research entail? So a lot of that is meeting regularly with our clients and with the teams that work with our clients to listen to their struggles, find out what they're wishing our system could do. And in that, I try to get to what is the problem that they're trying to solve based on that request. So a lot of time they say, I want the system to do X, Y, Z. And my job is to figure out, well, what is that really trying to solve? Because they may be requesting something specific and we may have a better way that we can solve what the underlying problem is. And then I can also start to see trends among clients when we start getting to that problem as opposed to just the request. So I also work with the teams to get input on direction. I meet regularly with our operations, our sales team, our data entry team and make sure we're getting direct input on them on where should we be heading and is what I'm hearing aligning what they're hearing from clients. I also do just a lot of research on market trends going on in the financial aid. What are people saying? What are people trying out? Why do we win and lose business? The stats showing of what our clients are using in our products, where are people struggling and, and how can we help them? Okay, so that's a lot. (laughs) Let's break it down just a little bit and talk about what a typical day looks like for you. So when you get up in the morning, you turn on your computer, what are the things that you're doing? I normally have a lot of meetings scheduled, and that's meeting and talking with clients. And that comes through, sometimes I'm reaching out to clients. We use user voice to collect ideas from clients, and that gives me a lot of clients that are interested in talking with us about their ideas. Or I've established a lot of relationships over the years to have certain clients that I like to talk to. And then also with the internal teams. And so we'll talk through those problems and I try to make sure I have those scheduled out. I also try to have blocks of time where I'm doing that research. So I'm looking either on on the internet or again, making phone calls on what is going on in the financial aid world as opposed to just what's going on with our product. 
outside of the research. I also am working with the product owner and the development squad on our next step forward. So we're having a lot of meetings to discuss the direction and some of the hows that we're going to do to get the enhancements into our system. And then lastly, a big part of the job is communicating, making sure that I am keeping the roadmap updated, communicating with the product owner and the development squad, with the teams and clients on the enhancements that are going in the direction that the product is heading. So you speak a lot with clients and Mm -hmm. a lot of your job is communication. Mm -hmm. How do you stay connected with those clients and keep building those relationships since we're all a remote workforce now and travel is pretty minimal? Yeah, so the minimal travel has changed what my job looks like quite a bit because it did used to be a lot of travel to user groups or to go out and meet with clients. And so that really has just changed more to video calls and phone calls. And so I've had to make sure I am being deliberate about scheduling those calls and reaching out to clients. They're, of course, going through a lot right now, especially as we look at school starting. And so finding times that work for them to have those candid conversations. And I find video tends to help some because I used to find that being in person, I could dig in a little bit more sometimes than phone calls because it's just different. And so I try to make sure that we get on video so that there's a face there as well. And that seems to help the conversations. Okay, so switching gears a little bit, what level of education do you have, Megan? And is there some formal education program you would follow to become a product manager? And then also, can you tell us a little bit about your career path and how you made your way into your current position? I did not set out initially (laughs) to become a product manager. It was something I grew into through the company and found something that really fit. I actually have been in many positions in the company. So I started out in the grant and aid or financial aid service call center and worked with the data entry as far as entering tax documents in. And so I was listening to parents and how much it meant to them to be able to send their kid to a school in their area to help them have the best education or get a program that really fits what that child needs. And so that's where my passion for this product started. I then worked in the implementation department helping set up the school. So I got a little bit more of the school side and their struggles in that. And then I moved into the tech side of the world. And each of my jobs seemed to lead to the next. Um, It was either extra projects that I took on in that position that ended up morphing into part of what that other department would do. So for instance, I was in tech support for a while. And then I went into testing where I gained the interest for testing was because as part of tech support, they needed some help testing some integration pieces. And then through being a tester, I worked with the product team as we were doing the development. So when a position came open, I decided I wanted to move into the product area and found that it worked great because it's involving the tech and the client and the operations side. I get to work with everyone and the company and and really love that. I was a theater and Spanish major in college, so didn't know I was heading this direction. The concept of a product in a company has grown over the years, so they do now have majors Hmm. out there for product, but it's a lot of self-taught. And then there's a lot of conferences that we go to and some other more specific trainings. For instance, when I became a product owner, I became a certified scrum product owner, which was a several-day training to make sure that I understood the techniques. But it's continually learning and the job itself and the techniques continue to morph. 
our team is always looking for training opportunities and going to conferences and where we can get some more training. We're talking about morphing and you've been here for, I think you said a little over 10 years. Mm -hmm. In your vision or your opinion, what kind of leaps and bounds has the product done over these years? The product itself started as a paper product mainly, sure. and then of course it went into our system. So just the transition in technology from when the product started was really huge. We were um, on an older system when I first started, and as a tester, I was part of as we started to move to what our system is now. And with that technology, we're able to do a lot more data analytics and help the families as they're going through the application and give those insights to our organization organizations on what are the trends and how can they best serve their families. And we've continued to enhance the different ways because all of our clients have different ways that they want to target. What group are they trying to target? What is their mission? And so our software is very flexible to allow them to meet their individual mission while still providing them with the facts and the data to make sure that they're awarding that correct family. Wow. Yeah, that's really interesting to see that product grow. I do remember when it was a paper-only product, and it's so different today. It sounds like you're really passionate about what you're doing right now, and you've had a lot of organic growth from where you started to your mm -hmm. current position as product manager. Thinking about all those things, what is your favorite part of your job, and why is it your favorite part? I really love the problem-solving aspect, and I think it's something that I've always enjoyed and loved to do going and investigating and dreaming about how can we better solve these problems and talking with the client about their processes. Um, I get with certain clients and I think we could just talk for hours on theories on financial aid and, and the struggles that they're having and how can we make this more of a science. Financial aid will never be an exact science because there's always the human element to it and the numbers won't always show a family's exact situation, but having that data to back all of those decisions up and making sure that you're making a fair decision. Um, so I really, I really love digging in and then asking the whys. I mean, it's sometimes kind of like a preschooler for those of you that have kids where, you know, <laughs> clients will say something and I'm like, okay, well, why? Okay, well, why? And just over and over and over again, because I'm asking, you know, trying to dig and get even more information out of them. I love learning. Yeah, I have a niece who's in that two and a half year old range, and she's just getting into the why, why, why. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Totally identify with that. <laughs> Mine are a little older, and they do that just to annoy me. So <laughs> it doesn't really stop ever. <laughs> well, it looks like they may have a future in product then. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so Megan, can you Tell us how you feel your job supports the NBS mission of making educational dreams possible through service and technology. Part of my job is to make sure that we are aligned with the goals of the company, which is our mission. Financial aid, the whole goal is to make sure that kids can get the education that they want or that's going to be best for that child. So just innately, my product fulfills that mission. If I'm doing my job right, it means that the product's going to continue to provide time savings for our clients. They normally have many different hats that they wear, so it allows them to spend more time with the families, with the students, making sure that their mission is being fulfilled. I mean, we can take some of that off of their plate because a lot of times it's very small teams that are working on the financial aid side of things. 
It also allows us to make sure that we're providing the best data and the best service for our clients. We can make sure that what we're giving them is actionable and data-driven, allowing them to make the decisions to make sure that kids have that opportunity regardless of their socioeconomic status so that if they want to attend a private school that they can do that and meet their educational goals and dreams. Wow. Yes, (laughs) I love that. I think it's easy to forget about the end user of the product sometimes. It's easy to forget the impact that this is going to have for both the school and for that child and that family who wants to send their kid to a school where they're going to get the best education possible. I love that you gave us that reminder. Yeah, absolutely. I'll say the one thing I miss about traveling is a lot of times these user groups will be in the private schools that we work with. And so you'll be setting up and hear the bell go off and get a chance to see all of the kids that our product is allowed to be there. You know, they're running around and and having fun and, you know, learning classes and you see all of the artwork up on the walls as you go through. So making sure that in this remote that we stay connected to the effect that we're having on families and it's really motivating and, and makes it worth all of the hard work and effort that our company goes through. That's so great. Yes. Megan, thank you so much for sitting down with us and talking about your role as a product manager and how that plays into the bigger picture of what we're doing here at NBS. I think it will really help our listeners get to know that role a little better and also just reacquaint us with why we're doing what we're doing. So thank you so much for your insight. Absolutely. Thank you for your time. Well, Megan was just a joy to talk to, wasn't she, Raquel? Yes, I really enjoyed that time with her. I appreciate a couple of things about what she said. Number one, I really liked listening to her organic path as she started as a grant and aid call center rep and then slowly tried other positions and worked her way into the product team. I thought that was a really cool testament to what it looks like to apply yourself in the position you're in, but continue to learn things outside of your position. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And I also really liked how she talked about how her role specifically fits into the NBS mission statement, focusing on the end user of the product. So the family who gets to fill out the form, we can provide good data to the school. So kids getting the financial aid they need to go to the institution they want to go to. So I just thought that was a really cool way to connect how what she does influences our mission statement. I totally agree. And when she talked about how she would be in the schools setting up for the user groups and then the bell would ring and she'd hear the kids and see them, it's just coming full circle. These people that we're helping are no longer just ideas in our mind, but Mm -hmm. real breathing people. So that was really cool to hear. I agree. Huge thanks again to Megan for coming on the podcast and talking about her role as a product manager. We greatly appreciate your time and your expertise. We have a lot more episodes in the pipeline in our NBS role series. We're really excited to release these episodes so we can hear more about what different roles do within the company and how they play into that mission statement. So if you're interested in that, keep listening. Yes, lots more to come. Catch you next time.